the lasso way with Matt and Neil. The lasso way. We are the lasso brothers back for season six. Second, first episode of the second half. Neil, we've got Trent Krim in the driver's seat in our power rankings or our uh, Royal Rumble thus far. Um, I think he's got his work cut out for him this week. What do you think? Uh, I'm not going to play. I show my cards at all. I think uh, it's anybody's game, but I, I definitely am leaning one, one direction. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, before we get into the episode, Big week for an American abroad in, in the world of soccer. Uh, our, our boy wonder, Christian Pulisic, scored a goal in the Champions League. Was it a semifinal? It's semifinals, right? Or is it a semifinal, yeah. And he didn't get yeah. hurt. Yeah, well, there's that too. That's, that's a plus. Yeah. So were you able to watch that at all? I, I saw the goal. The goal The goal was a nice goal. I, I was happy yeah. to see it for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so it's good to see. I mean – this is the most Americans we've had in Champions League in quite some time. I think, at least advancing this far. Um, yeah, I think ever. I don't. I don't think there's yeah. an, any contest. We were mostly worried about promotion relegation, but now we're actually getting people in the Champions League, so that's good and contributing too. I guess, which is which is the other good thing. But uh, anyway, so that's the week in soccer that was. I guess so. Now we'll be back to fictional soccer um in the world of ted lasso so um season or the episode description as always very short um when jamie refuses to train ted turns to talented new signing danny rojas and the team is struck by an age-old curse i know i kind of already asked you but general thoughts on the episode before we get into the scene by scene breakdown well, one of my general thoughts on this episode is I'm a person that tends to hate like exercises to like team team bond and getting to know you type things. And and yeah. and this episode is kind of all centered around a a team bonding and a getting to know you exercise. Um yeah. but but it's 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 much more um it's not as forced as, as many of those exercise exercises often is. I mean, it, you know, it had a purpose. Yeah. 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 I think that, I think the reason you don't like those is just because you've never been coached by Ted Lasso. That's, that's probably the problem. Well, I mean, just the way he presents it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So opening scene again, we're kind of, down in the dumps with Ted right away. Uh, he's taking his ring off and he's putting it away in some sort of Altoid box or cigar box. I don't know what the heck that thing is, but uh, um, he ends up kind of getting lost on his way to work, um, kind of both emotionally and physically, it seems. Um, so, yeah, they have a little conversation about bath bombs. Um, Neil, are you, are you a bath bomb guy? Not at all. I mean, like... Uh... <laughs> I, I pretty much just exclusively sh shower. <laughs> are you, are you like Nate the great? You don't want to, you're worried about your aging. Is that the problem? For sure. I don't like to see wrinkles. <laughs> That's good. Well, clearly Nate is kind of worried or not. I don't know if he's worried, but he's kind of curious as to just what the heck's going on with Ted. Um, doesn't seem to know him as well as beard does. Obviously he's like, is Ted okay? And beard just kind of like 
scoffs at it a little bit. He's like, no, of course he's not okay. Like um, th- there seems to be trouble in paradise with Ted, obviously. And that's a continuation from last episode. But so we go from the opening credits to another press conference, which are always highlights of these episodes. Whenever Ted's in front of the press, it's usually pretty good. Well, um, question, question too. Yeah. Like it seems like what Monday after the game, and all the press shows up for these interviews. I mean, like, th- this is a bottom of the league team, and they get tons of press for their Monday afternoon press conference. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, I guess. So I, it's the Ted Lasso effect, I suppose. Um, but uh, Trent gets called upon at this at this press conference, and I mean, he's even I I thought I saw him wink at Ted when he got called on. He's like Trent Krim, the independent. He gave him a sly little wink with his right eye. And I was like, okay. So, um, so I guess they're, they're at that level now, which is pretty cool. But uh, he's, I mean, doing his job pretty well. I would say he's pretty much just asking like, so Jamie's going to, he's going to play. Right. And Jamie's obviously in the background of this scene too, watching all of this. And Ted's just like, you know, you know what happens when you assume Trent, (laughs) Um, you make an arse out of you and me, which is another example of English, English, not working with American English, apparently, uh, which is kind of a funny bit too. Again, though, Ted sometimes isn't always in on those things, I guess, but, uh, but Ted just reiterating that Jamie's not going to get special treatment and that Jamie knows what they need from him. And if they get that, he'll play. If not, he's going to keep doing what he needs to do. So Jamie kind of storms off and then that, that scene ends. And we transition to Rebecca and Ted and Rebecca complimenting Ted for his master stroke of uh, (laughs) taking Jamie out of the game. This seems to leave Ted with a feeling that he might need to file something with HR a little bit. I think Um, he's, he's using a different connotation of that word, I think, but, uh, but uh, yeah. So I thought one of the funniest lines of this episode was she's telling him that man city wants to, terminate jamie's loan <laughs> and ted's just like they're gonna take his house <laughs> so ted's still not up to speed on um, the financial side of how european football works is what i guess what i would say from that do you have any thoughts on that is that is that a fair assessment <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah he doesn't know quite the ins and out of uh, of how players are moved to different yeah. teams for sure yeah well, and actually, this is a, this is an early lassoism for me, but I, I thought one of his lines from this episode was pretty good. He's just like, you know, I don't really have a plan B. Like, my plan is for my plan to work, and that's really all up to Jamie. So I, I thought that was a good takeaway for this one. Um, I'm not seeing you indicate that that was your lassoism, so that that's good. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's Ted, he's committed to what he's going to do, and he doesn't really think that he needs a plan B. So he's just like, yeah my plans for my plan to work. And if it doesn't, I guess we'll reassess at that point. But um, we, we also find out that you will not find coach Lasso eating flan and tea anytime soon. Cause he seems to put flan, the dessert in the same category as tea. Um, I can't speak the same about flan as I can for tea, but uh, tea is still gross. So um, do you have anything you want to say to that? I know, I know I beat you up on tea earlier this year. I don't, I, I want, I want you to give your, I want to give you a chance to, to protect your beloved tea now. I think uh, <laughs> my stance on tea is uh, 
I've, I've stated, you know, my stance on tea and I don't, I don't think it's terrible. And uh, I'm just amazed that, that Ted knows what flan is, you know? Yeah. He's given yeah. it a try and he's written it off. Yep. I like it. So, um, so then we cut to the office scene and Ted's kind of reeling. He's like trying to figure out how they're going to, you know, fix this issue with Jamie and kind of get him to the right side of things. And they're talking about uh, the new guy from Mexico, Danny Rojas. And there's really nothing, nothing anybody knows about him because he came over in the transfer window and immediately got hurt. Um, so they're going to find out today at practice, but this exchange also beard tells Ted that Jamie is hurt and can't practice and kind of sets Ted off a little bit. So he goes out into the locker room, but I guess he doesn't really get set off right away until Jamie kind of tweaks him a little bit. Um, Cause he, and it, like initially he just kind of lets it go about Jamie just not being able to practice. But once he tells Ted to relax and that it's just practice, I think he touched a nerve with coach Lasso. Cause he goes, he goes full AI on him. Um, Alan Iverson. Um, and it's just kind of, if you're hurt, you're hurt. It's as simple as that, but it ain't about that at all. And then he just lays into him and it's, this is just like last halftime speech was one of the best like speeches for the halftime speech. This is just one of the best speeches of the, of the series too, because he's just getting after Jamie Tart. I think we all kind of want, have been wanting to do that. <laughs> and so he just goes all in, um, and it's kind of cool. He kind of flips the script on this idea of practice as like, you know, yeah, it's just practice, not a game that we're talking about, but you know, it's the only place where we get to play together and we get control over this. And the rest of the time it's kind of us versus them. It's a very lasso esque way of looking at practice, I think. Um, and obviously Jamie's reaction, the first half of this, he's laughing almost practically at him, but about halfway through, they really beat you over the head with this because the camera angle <laughs> even like tilts drastically. So Ted's like looking down on Jamie. Um, and then at that point, Jamie looks visibly uncomfortable and impacted by this. And again, I love this scene because of that, because Jamie's finally getting a little bit of his uh, just desserts, I guess, because he's had this coming for a little while. Um, so I love that scene a lot because um, I think Jamie's a prick a lot. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that one? Well, I think one of the, the best parts of that scene too is like right after it where where Jamie's cronies, which would basically do anything, anything that, that's asked of them, uh, kind of that's broken up, you know, like, yeah. you know, he's, he's asked to, to put the cones out for the reserves and, uh, you know, his, uh, his buddies, uh, he asked his buddies to do it. And he's like, no, you go ahead and do it. Second teamer, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. which is also good that, that, you know, the locker room was divided before, but it's divided still, but there's more people on the, the, the Ted Lasso side of the locker room than, than on the Jamie Tart side of the locker room. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Roy, obviously like Roy's kind of funny to watch in that scene too, in the background, because he, he's kind of eating this up a little bit and stays in the locker room afterwards and just kind of, you know, tweaking Jamie a little bit uh, about it as well. And says like cheers at the end of it and just <laughs> runs out to the training pitch, which is funny. 
I think Beard Beard is in the background, kind of yep. soaking it all in too. Like <laughs> you know, like just just loves seeing seeing his buddy go to work. You know, trying to trying to motivate. Yeah, absolutely. He's kind of got a shit-eating grin on his face for a lot of that speech, it looks like, yeah. uh, which is pretty good. And Nate, Nate the Great even gets in on it, too, because, um, you know, they cut back to Ted talking about, like, we need to get this Danny Rojas guy out there. It'll hurt Jamie's soul to have, you know, him look at somebody else who's, you know, playing well in his position. And Nate laughs. And when he when he initially laughed, I thought he was laughing for the same reason I would is like, I don't think Jamie Tart actually has a soul to be hurt. <laughs> but uh, Nate says, like, no, like the thought of him, his soul being hurt is giving me a lot of a lot of pleasure. And it shouldn't. He kind of apologizes for it. But uh, so I thought that was a pretty good piece, too. Um, Roy and Nate are both kind of loving this kind of overtly. But we get out to the training pitch and <laughs> like one of the best introductions of a character in any series, I think, isn't it? I mean, Danny Rojas just coming out and chanting his own name and <laughs> running, running circles around the pitch. Isn't that just perfection or what do you think? Well, he, he has a great lead up too, right? Like yeah. he, the mystique, <laughs> the mystique of Danny Rojas, like is just the, he's kind of haunting the episode. It's just like, yeah. who is, who, who is Danny Rojas? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. His, his enthusiasm is, is crazy. Like, yeah. you know, he's not walking on eggshells entering this new team. He is. No. Yeah. It's, it, he's almost, it, it, it's, it's good. He's, he's trying to like out lasso Ted Lasso a little bit almost with some of his positivity. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, he comes out and like, he comes up to the coaches to introduce themselves and like, he's like, yeah, just like back in Guadalajara, you say it, I do it coach, which is like the complete opposite of what Jamie Tart does. Right. I mean, we just had an exchange with him where he's pretty much just saying like, you know, you keep up your stupid American Yankee doodle stuff and I'll keep doing what I do. Cause I'm Jamie Tart. Um, and then, you know, he, he inserts himself into some, uh, some of the training and seems like Danny, got some skill and like he's supposed to have skill as the actor or as the character but I think he also is like the actor with the most soccer skill too from what we've seen so far would you agree with that oh um, yes yeah yeah for sure yeah 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 and so again Roy after he uh after Danny streaks down the field and scores off of a lovely cross from Sam uh Roy goes over and tells Jamie that like whew he seems like he is very good. <laughs> and then he well, gives he him thinks, another cheers and walks off. He thanks Sam for the nice cross too, which is not Danny something does, that, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. It's not something uh, – he doesn't tell him to go back in time to find his mom and get her to Maradona's place like yeah. Jamie does. <laughs> let's, let's just put it that way, I guess. So, um, but yeah, so that, that's a pretty good scene. Um and then we cut back to the office um, and Higgins is already fielding calls from, <laughs> from unemployed gaffers about a potential for an opening at the manager position. Uh, Mr. Redknapp called three times. <laughs> it seems like, so it, he's just asking about a bunch of old, like uh, older uh, managers from pr premier league years past. Uh, so that's just kind of a funny thing. Um, 
And Keely's busy at her new position, uh, her unicorn work planner and all, um, which is a funny moment between her and Rebecca. Um, and after Rebecca kind of rips on her for her unicorn work planner, Keely tells her to F off. Um, Higgins wonders what would, ha- what would happen if Higgins told Rebecca to F off and they both laugh at that. What, what, would, what do you think you, what do you think would happen if that were the case? <laughs> if Higgins were to tell Rebecca to F off? You know, I just don't think you'd have the courage to do it. I don't, I don't think we'd ever have to worry about that. I think he you knows think better. So, huh? Yeah, he's been beat down. He's been beat down enough where he, he knows his place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, that could be, that could be. Um, but Keely is kind of there, I think, for other reasons. She kind of w- wants, once Higgins leaves, she kind of wants to comfort uh, Rebecca about the stuff in the paper from the day. Um, but unbeknownst to her, like Rebecca, this is the one day she hasn't read the tabloids, apparently, because uh, she has no idea what's going on. And she has to break it to Rebecca that uh, Bex from the <laughs> For the Children episode Um who I, I believe she describes as, you know, an old hag or something like that. I don't remember exactly the language she uses, but uh, they're, they're calling her Rebecca. And the Rebecca we all know is the old Rebecca. And that kind of sets her off a little bit. So, um, but again, just kind of Keely just tells her like, look, like I got your back kind of thing. And so if you, you have a tough time with this, let me know. So again, Keeley's going to be a big part of the show moving forward, not only because she has a job now, but also because she's in with the owner, which is kind of fun. But um, cut back out to, to Jamie kind of sulking on the pitch. He's picking up the cones all by himself in his jeans and uh, jacket on. And uh, he and Danny get into a little three-bar or crossbar challenge on the pitch. Um and Danny wins it uh, and asks to play again tomorrow. Uh, and well, Beard and, and Ted and are. I, I think the the one interesting thing of that is how humble Danny is. I mean, like he he could his his enthusiasm could, you know, wear on some people, and I'm sure it wears on on Jamie. But like at the end of it, he's just like, I got lucky, you know, just like yeah. in a non sarcastic way. Uh, but yeah. but also like Jamie did pretty well for street clothes. Like he's wearing skinny <laughs> jeans and, uh, you know, he went toe to toe with, with Danny Rojas and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly a consideration. No, no question, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, he's hurt it's a too. pretty good. Yeah. There's that too. Yeah. We can't, we can't overlook the fact that he's really badly hurt with an, an injury that's unbeknownst to all of us, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, I think Danny is like, we thought sometimes maybe Jamie was Rupert's kid. We talked about that in an earlier episode. Like, I think there's a chance that, uh, like, Danny is Ted Lasso's kid. Like, they seem to be cut from that same cloth. I mean, um, you know, there, there's the the place of the world that he grew up and those types of things that might be um, – that don't really fit that narrative, I suppose. But, uh, but, yeah, he's kind of like Ted Lasso on the pitch a little bit. He tries to out – like out happy you it seems like which is pretty good but um cut cut then again to the treadmill and jamie and um or yeah keely and roy excuse me not jamie and roy um keely's pretending that they're going on a walk on this treadmill uh and she tells the story of a young boy getting sent off to sunderland um 
And uh, this we're clearly talking about Roy and his upbringing. Sunderland's in Northern England too. That's a long ways away from London um, is my recollection. I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that because I didn't double check it necessarily, but that'd be a long ways to, a long ways to go for a nine-year-old. Don't you think? Um, it's not exactly his backyard, but sure. Yeah. Any, any distance, I mean, a few miles from your family as a nine-year-old yeah. is, is a pretty great distance. A, yeah. A car Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, I want to back up though. My lassoism was skipped. Oh boy. I, better back I, I want, after the crossbar challenge, uh, you know, Ted Lasso is, is in the stands with the coaching staff and, yep. uh, and he says, um, oh boy, I tell you, man, I feel like <laughs> I, I, I fell out of the lucky tree and it hit every branch on the way down and ended up in a pool full of cash and Sour Patch Kids. Nice. Like, yep, I mean, it, it, could, could there be a better quote than that? No, that's, a, that's, that's, a great, that's pretty good. That's a great quote for, uh, you know, the season. I mean, I, you know, I don't. It's just, you know, being thankful. I don't know if there's a better quote for that. Yeah. A cash, I mean, a, a pool of cash and Sour Patch Kids. Nobody's going to complain about that, I don't think. I mean, they had two aces, right? They got two aces. So, yeah, yeah. I, I apologize for, for blasting past that. My bad. But um, cutting back to the scene about Keeley and Roy, though, how badly do you want to hear this verse from winner winner football dinner that uh, <laughs> that that Roy <laughs> sang on or rapped on. He didn't sing on it. It was a rap verse that Keely kind of just drops on us. That wouldn't it? Like I feel they, like they, they gotta have like a some breakout content where they're they're demonstrating or playing this verse that that a young Roy Kent wrapped a verse for world hunger. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm envisioning him wearing a, like a thick gold chain too <laughs> and probably yeah. has big hair yeah obviously so yeah I, I i need to see this like i usually hate flashback episodes but like if there's a flashback episode just for that portion of of this series i'd be fine with that so uh that's pretty good we, we got to get that but um cut back to the pitch though and tragedy strikes um danny gets hurt Danny Rojas, who was just, you know, running circles around everybody. All of a sudden, I, uh, I've watched that injury several times. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, something. by a ghost. Yeah, something not there tripped him. Um, and we find out in this scene that the treatment room is cursed. Um, and despite some initial buy-in from Roy to go check it out, uh, he immediately recants and says, like, yeah, because – uh, no, I'm just not going. <laughs> um, and so this is when the plan is hatched for Ted that they got to reverse this curse. Um, and uh, we, we cut to the pub. The whole Richmond team is there. Our, our, uh, our regulars at the pub are there as well. Two of them are kind of open mouth. And like the, uh, the more vocal of the three is there as well, kind of being like, what the hell's wrong with you guys? Um, but we find out that the treatment room is cursed due to some wartime recruitment efforts. There was, uh, they point to a, a poster that says, are you a fast, uh, a fast fit fan of football? And it's an invitation to try out for 
professional football team. Uh, it's very uh, Vince Papali and invincible type stuff here. Um, turns out there wasn't actually any tryout though. It was just recruiters and they enlisted 400 people that day and uh, not many came back. And where did they all have their treatments or at their physicals? The AFC treatment room uh, to which Richard says, that's too many ghosts. We're not going to be able to fight all of them. Um, Ted says they don't have to fight him, though. They just have to come up with a, a plan to reverse the curse. And his idea is to uh, have everyone bring in something to sacrifice that's like a truly valuable possession. Um, and Roy latches onto this pretty quickly and says, we're all going to effing do this. Um, and so, again, I think Roy's completely captured by the lasso way. He's all in. Um, and Ted just says, you know, that's your captain. So they, they cut away from that scene seemingly knowing that everybody's going to um, kind of come back that night for, for the plan here. But uh, we cut to Keely and Jamie, Neil, talking about the plan on how to reverse this curse. And I've just – who do you think told Jamie about this? Like, I don't think we ever know, but I, do you think Ted did it? Do you think his cronies did it? Like, where are we at on this? I'm sure it was like Colin, you know, probably Colin, yeah. you know, called him up and said, you know, you know, coach Lasso's, you know, crazy stunt, you know, we're going <laughs> to all meet at midnight and we got to bring some important possession to us. And it doesn't make any sense. Ronald McDonald yeah. is at it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he and Colin had that like dust up earlier this seat earlier this episode though like so sure i don't i mean it could have been patched it up. like they yeah, it yeah up. i suppose it could be there's probably um, a, a, a group text or an email you yeah know. well and keely's doing her best to kind of say like you know well you're gonna do it and he's like i'm jamie tart like do you think you think i would have gone from like you know i think he says council estate which i think is like the equivalent of like kind of public housing type areas to you know, man city and all this stuff by doing what everybody else did. Like, no. Um, and so he, he pretty much just says he's not going to do it, but Keely's like, well, you know, <laughs> stop trying to fight with everybody who's trying to help you essentially. Cause she's obviously in the camp that Ted's just trying to help. And I think most people would think that, but he's not trying to help in the way that Jamie sees fit. So um, then we, we get to Sam and Rebecca in her office, which is a pretty good scene too. I just love Sam. Um, I don't know. I might need a Sam kit if, if they end up releasing those at some point, but uh, I'm going to have a lot of these, unfortunately. So um, he's so but, sincere. Yes, absolutely. Um, initially Rebecca thinks that he's asking her out um, and he's like, Oh no, I'm sure you get romantic, romantic advances all of the time. But like, I just, I just need your help with the curse because, you know, you're part of the team and it is your team. Um, so, you know, you have to be there. Um, and, and there's this, this moment between the two of them, how he's just like, you know, I love the idea of people earning their keep kind of, and like getting money for things they put into the world, not just for being kind of born into stuff. Um, which is a, which is a good sentiment as well. But Rebecca's rather sincere when she says like, for you, Sam, I will consider this. Um, and then Sam's just like, all right, see you tonight on his way out the door, which I thought was kind of funny because he's, he's pretty, he's pretty confident. Um, but then we get to like, I think, I mean, this is the big, the big reverse the curse scene at this point. Um, 
and Ted, you know, kind of starts off by saying he's a believer and uh, all of these things and that, you know, you need to seize moments as they happen because other than, you know, the wit and wisdom of Calvin and Hobbes, not much lasts forever. Um, and then the door opens and we might think it's Jamie joining everybody, but nope, it's Rebecca. Uh, and so she has joined, which is, a, which is a good moment as well. Roy goes first um, and, and puts his blankie in the, in the barrel, which he kind of gets mocked for, which, which is a pretty good moment. But uh, yeah, we just kind of have a, I don't know, we go through a bunch of people. I don't know if we need to go through all of them. Um, Sam and Richard kind of come from different ends of the spectrum, as Ted says. Uh, Sam's putting in a picture of the Nigerian World Cup team. Richard is uh, the beach from where he slept with a supermodel. Um, Nate gives his Clive Owen sunglasses. Do you see any Clive Owen in Nate? You see that a little bit or no? I think the woman that said that to him was probably blind, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't seem to make a lot yeah. of sense. Well, we didn't see him with the glasses on, though, I guess. I, I guess that's the biggest yeah, thing. To be he fair, just, to be fair, yeah. He just, he just had him in his in his hand. Rebecca puts in a copy of uh, that day's newspaper because she was just uh, trying not to read it and F the haters, um, as she would say. But we find out Higgins lost his, his cat passed away. Do we know that before this? um that's that was pretty tragic um so cindy clawford <laughs> um, great name yep absolutely and then we get to like a montage um and then colin puts his lambo keys in which is kind of funny but uh we think we're done and ted's kind of winding it down and then jamie comes in um as much as it pains me to say he gives a pretty good speech um despite the fact that he talks about his parents split up when he was just a sexy little baby. <laughs> um, that's just a very Jamie way of describing that, but it was pretty funny. I thought actually, um, but yeah, just kind of talks about his mom just wanted to be happy. And his dad was just kind of all over him for stuff like this. Um, and he just really hated the way that his dad treated him. And I think the way he's treated by his dad really has made him the way that he is, I guess. Um, and he's vowed to never kind of be, soft again he wants to be so tough that his dad can't recall him soft again um and really just wonders if his mom would be proud of him lately um so like i said it's a good speech how do you feel about jamie after this though neil i mean he's still jamie though right he's he's turning a corner i mean you definitely think that he 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 i mean that last line that you that you just mentioned that you just highlighted you know he wonders if his mom would, would be proud of the way he's acting, you know? Um, yeah. And but, I mean, uh, haven't, haven't we been here show, with him before though? That shows some interest. It, it, you know, he's, he's thought about the, you know, the way he's kind of conducted himself and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, I, I, I it's, he's a hard guy to like, I think that's obviously part of it though, but uh but then Ted just is like about, to, he's about to just drop the match in the burn pit uh, or in the burn barrel. With the low ceilings. Just, <laughs> yeah, his beard finally. And it's funny to watch Rebe the look on Rebecca's face in that scene too, when Ted's about to throw the match in, she's just like, like mortified. But and some of her is probably like, well, I've been trying to burn this place down the whole time. <laughs> like this is the, we could literally burn this place down right now. So. She didn't say anything, but she looked mortified. But Beard finally is just like, yeah, maybe we should do this part outside. And they're like, oh, yeah, good good call. Um, 
And so then they go out to, to the pitch and uh, they, they set it on fire. And um, <laughs> Higgins comes in and reports that the Eagle has landed. Um, and we get the return of Danny Rojas. Um, and it turns out that Higgins was in on it, which kind of irks Rebecca a little bit. Um, but after this, there's no question that this is, this is a team that's been united by the lasso way. Don't you think? I mean, um, I, I think they're, they've all bought in because even Jamie in this scene says like, Hey coach, are you going to come over and join us? Like he doesn't well, call and, in. And even before that, like, you know, like, uh, when Danny comes to the fire, you know, um, you know, and he, his contribution is a, a bottle of mezcal. And yeah. I, you could, you could see Roy almost trying to say the exact same thing that, that Jamie is, you know, yeah. is saying it's just yeah. like, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't throw that in the fire. We need to drink that. Yeah. And we'll throw it into the fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they even, they even bond and are in alignment in their thoughts for the first, first time. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie then leads, uh, leads the team on a rousing version of Richmond till we die. Um, it doesn't appear to me that Mr. Lasso coach Lasso knows the words to that song at least from what i could tell uh, i don't know if you saw that when they cut to him but it might just be the way that you cut those things sometimes but i, I thought that was kind of funny but um rebecca kind of storms off um that woman knows how to walk man like she she's walking with purpose at the end of this scene um and i think we find out what she's doing and what's in her head as she's walking off because the next morning ted starts out incredibly happy saying hello and greeting everyone as he usually does on his way in. But when he gets to the office, Beard is visibly upset. And uh, we find out why when Ted storms into Rebecca's office <laughs> and, uh, you know, pretty much just says, like, you got rid of Jamie? Like, what what the hell are you doing? Uh, and she tries to more calmly um, indicate that, um, well, Man City recalled him. Uh, and then he goes through his two aces lines. Um and he's, you know, I'm trying to be cool about this, but I'm just seeing red everywhere right now. Um, but I mean, she plays it off pretty well in this meeting, but the way that she walked off the pitch the night before, like, seems clear to me that she just got on the phone with Man City and then just said, you better recall him because he's not going to play anymore, right? Is that is that where we are in this or? Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. The, the, the seeds could have been planted earlier than that, but. Yeah. It could have been a coincidence, but uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, she 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 made have made the call earlier in the week, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's real. It's be. really too bad. It's really too bad how it plays out because it does seem like they're making headway with with Jamie, and oh, yeah. uh, it's the the whole the whole plan. Uh, the 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 rug is pulled out from under Ted and his plan to to get his two aces. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you saw it, Neil. <laughs> they had two aces. That's his point. But, uh, but yeah. And so uh, Ted still gives her his biscuits though. Right. I mean, uh, and kind of tells her that he hopes that they're terrible, but we get the big reveal or we've already known this, but he reveals to Rebecca that uh, he's, he's been the one that's been baking these this whole time. Um, and that he's finally cracked the recipe to which she kind of has a look of astonishment on her face, which is pretty good. Um, the renaissance then, I mean, man that he is yes ab absolutely Master baker yep 
absolutely. He's cracked the recipe finally. Um, and then we were back to the office. Things have settled down a little bit. And Danny Rojas gives his three lines, three word line that he can adapt for any situation, whether it be, you know, high energy, low energy, or, you know, to, to, to impart some emotion into something. I mean, I just love this guy, but he just kind of gently leans in on the door frame and looks at Ted and just like, Hey coach, football is life. And, you know, Ted like then goes out and takes down Jamie's kit from his locker and life goes on um, as it were. So Neil, we've, we've got a Royal rumble going on. Trent Krim's been atop the list for, well, since the episode happened, I guess. So that was, uh, this is his third week at the top. Is Trent Krim still atop the list of the Royal Rumble rankings? I think two aces takes it for me. I, I, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of fun moments in this episode. Yeah. Meeting, meeting Danny. Um, the, you know, the curse. Yes. There's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good stuff in this. I, I put this one on top. As do I. I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, if, if for nothing else, then just Danny Rojas, but then there's so much more to this episode too. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. Um, it, it's, this is a, this is an all timer, but in looking ahead at the episodes to come, I don't know how long it'll be here, but cause there's some good ones coming for sure. But, uh, but yeah, the best one of best one of the season one so far. Um, it was good, but any other general thoughts before we sign off for the day? I, I want more Danny Rojas in my life. Well, I think you're going to get it. He seems to yeah. be uh, a crucial part of season two in the trailer. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got that to look forward to. And we've got uh, four more episodes of this season to, to look out for Mr. Rojas. So yeah, absolutely. All right. That's it for today, Neil. Until we meet again, live life the lasso way. 